Hello, Indo Warriors. I have finally uploaded the true episode three of the podcast, Oh Doctor, My Doctor. I've been hella MIA, but for a good reason, I promise. I've just been trying to get my life in balance, work's been kicking my butt, and I'm also taking care of my mental health and taking care of that seriously. So I'm in a much better mental state to talk about my experiences and what's been going on. This will be a two-parter because there is a lot of things I want to talk about and I want to make sure that there is enough time for me to explain everything and not have too big of a file upload. If you are back and have been listening to other episodes, hello again. Thank you for keeping this podcast on your rotation and thank you for almost 500 followers on Instagram. I don't need to sleep on this podcast anymore, so I'm here and I will do better by y'all. If you are just now tuning in, my name is Nessa and I'm an MSW here in Texas. I was diagnosed with endometriosis last year in August of 2020 with a laparoscopy. Endometriosis is when tissue similar to the lining of the uterus starts to grow in other areas of the body and that causes immense pain in those areas of the body including the uterus during periods and those periods are usually very very intense lots of heavy bleeding lots of other symptoms associated with that as well and if you didn't know that shit is not normal there are a total of four stages but the amount of pain someone experiences doesn't always coincide with the stage they're in For example, someone in stage 1 can have immense pain while someone in stage 4 experiences little to no pain at all. The most we can do as endo-warriors is to keep on keeping on by spreading the message of endometriosis, how it affects us, and to spread awareness so that the medical field can get with it and start believing us. Although 1 in 10 women experience endometriosis, it takes at least 7 to 10 years to diagnose. There's obviously a gap that needs to be addressed. So, thank you for joining me. I want to address that today is Mother's Day. And for some of our listeners, that doesn't bring such joy as it does to others. So whether it be because your own mom just wasn't the best parent they needed to be, or because becoming a mother and starting a family hasn't quite happened just yet, I want you all to know that you are seen and you're heard and I got your back. You are all so worthy of so much love and I'm sending out a big hug to all of y'all. In this episode, Oh Doctor My Doctor, I'm going to share some of my trauma during an ER visit last April So that happened just over a year ago now. I had already been dealing with a lot of pain a few days before and I was having trouble accessing appropriate pain medicine. And by appropriate, I mean narcotics. Advil and Tylenol were not enough. Midol and heating pads were not enough. I was not able to get the pain down with the methods I was used to. I remember being in bed, writhing in pain, contemplating whether to go to urgent care or not. I wanted to be strong and put mind over matter and decide that I just wasn't in this much pain. I couldn't be. I wanted to decide that I could get through it. I didn't want to look like I was drug seeking. 
I thought that going and specifically asking for pain medicine would make me seem like a drug addict and I wouldn't be able to get anything to help me. Now, I know that narcotics are not the only thing that help with pain, but with pain this immense and this debilitating, narcotics, at least for me, are often the only thing that really work and help me. I also had my IUD in at this time as well. I figured that my IUD had to have been misplaced or something because the pelvic pain I was feeling made it seem like that had to be the answer. Again, I wanted to be strong and just get through it. So while I was just in bed going back and forth deciding on what to do and being in pain, I decided to call my mom and tell her what my plan was and she told me that if I was really feeling that bad to just go and get it checked out. Admitting defeat, I went. I explained to the nurse at the front of the urgent care what was going on. I told her I was having terrible cramps after having my IUD placed and that I was still bleeding. I was having so much pain and I needed help to control it. I got my vitals checked and which was a shock to me, my pulse had skyrocketed. They checked it three times, twice by the nurse and once by the head physician. I will say that this part of the day was the only positive experience that I had. The doctor who saw me at the urgent care did listen to me. I will give him his props. He understood that I was in pain and that my body was giving me obvious signs that something wasn't right. He didn't want to send me to the ER because this was at the very beginning of COVID. He didn't want to send me there because that would be another issue to deal with. But after checking the third time, he made the referral for me. I was very shocked that my body was reacting in this way. I mean, I had no idea that my vitals would be so out of whack because of the pain that I was in. As I think back on this now, I realize that that was a very heavy time for me. I didn't want to be in a place where I could easily get COVID on top of being in this much pain and not really knowing what to do. But I knew that going to the ER would probably be the best given that my vital signs could get worse any minute. So I took myself to the hospital. I couldn't get a ride, so I braved the 10-minute drive up there, and um, I entered in the hospital thinking that I would just get the IUD removed, get pain meds, and be on my way. But those who deal with constant ER visits know that that is something that doesn't always happen, especially when you're dealing with chronic pain and a chronic illness. They weren't ready for me, even though a referral had been sent, so I had to explain again what was going on without sounding angry this time. Eventually, they took me back after answering um, a bunch of their questions, and this is when my other side of me came out for my own self-protection. I went into social work mode. 
Now, I've talked about this to my therapist and how that is a survival and defense mechanism for me. I use all my good schooling to help me deflect my real terror of what may be going on in any given situation, and this was no different. I absolutely felt terrified, but I wanted to take control of this situation and be the best advocate for myself as I could. But that, in turn, made it difficult for me to process how I was feeling after the fact. There were several nurses asking me questions, setting up ultrasounds, and one nurse completely screwed up my IV and got blood all over my gown, the bed, and the floor. And all the chaos, I had to quote-unquote handle everything and just move through it. I finally got to speak to the doctor on staff after getting my ultrasounds. And mind you, that was extremely uncomfortable. While being in pain, you really don't want anyone jamming on your abdomen at all. I thought that what would have been seen in the photos of the ultrasound was that my IUD was placed wrong, but that's not what happened. She said that everything was normal and that I could just take Advil and Tylenol and set up an appointment with my OBGYN the next day. Girl, what? Everything was not normal. There were clear signs that something was wrong. My body was not behaving properly, so how could everything be normal? I told her that something had to be wrong, but she just couldn't do anything about it because she wasn't well-versed in that area, and there wasn't an OBGYN on site at the moment, so I just needed to go home and follow up with my own doc. I did follow up with my own doc and found out that while my IUD was placed correctly, I was one of the lucky few whose body rejects IUDs and also gets infections. My pain was because of an intense pelvic infection, my body simply hating what I had done to it, and having a terrible period all at the same time. Lovely. I got it removed that day and was prescribed antibiotics to take for two weeks for the infection. If I hadn't gotten to the urgent care and pushed to be seen, I wouldn't have found out that this was something that wasn't normal. If I hadn't gone, I probably would still, I would have had still issues and who knows how my body would have continued to react. I wasn't surprised at the fact that I was in pain because I was told that. I was told that at least for a week, some people still experience a lot of pain. I just wasn't surprised at how bad it was going to affect me. This is why it is so, so, so important for us to spread awareness of this disease. I had multiple people tell me that my pain was normal. I had a nurse in the OBGYN office also tell me that this pain was supposed to be there after getting an IUD and that I needed to just wait it out. That's almost four medical professionals telling me that this was normal and usual and all right and that I shouldn't be this worried this close after getting an IUD. But if I hadn't, my infection would have gotten so much worse. And all of this happened in just one week, seven days. 
We are constantly pushed so many different forms of birth control to help fight this disease. And this is not to influence you into not ever getting an IUD. But if I could do it again, I wouldn't. I would just take the pill. I am traumatized by medical instruments and such going into my body while in agonizing pain that I just can't do that to myself again. And I wouldn't wish that pain and suffering on anyone. Medical trauma happens so easily for those with endometriosis. I read stories all the time about how doctors don't listen even after seeing proof with surgeries and ultrasounds that something is clearly wrong and that the pain that they are having is ruining their lives. While endometriosis does not show up in ultrasounds, other things such as cysts and fibroids can show up, which can also lead to people finding out that they do have endometriosis from getting those cysts and fibroids removed. I've seen photos of people in ER waiting rooms crumpled over and the captions having photo having sentences like vomiting constantly, bleeding through my tampon and backup pads, and being sent home with nothing to ease the pain. I've experienced all of those. Not only are we dealing with that, sometimes we don't even get enough pain medicine, let alone get it on time, but that's something I'll speak on in more depth in part two. Please understand that when we are coming to a medical professional to address our pain, it is that serious. We don't want to be there, I promise you. It isn't comfortable. Positive outcomes don't always happen. It takes hours, and sometimes we are doing all of that alone. I wish taking Advil and Tylenol were enough, but it's not. We don't want to feel stuck in bed deciding on if being debilitated by pain or pain medication outweighs the other. Of course, I'm in favor of pain relief, but getting there often takes so much. And I know that there are good doctors out there who do listen, and we are all so thankful for them. But even with the ones who do listen, we still run into major obstacles that happen too often, and those obstacles need to be eradicated. I don't know exactly how to get there, but I know it'll happen eventually. In part two of this episode, I'm going to go even deeper about the medical trauma that happens with us and what pivotal roles doctors and medical professionals can play in aiding us when we leave the comforts of our home and literally walk into the unknown of the ER room. If you think you're having some crazy and abnormal symptoms associated with your period, I do encourage you to seek out answers and support. It is difficult to find those trusting professionals, but the real ones are out there. Quite often, I share information about that on my IG page, Not Normal Podcasts, and other IG pages such as Indo Black, OBGYN Matters, and FemCare highlight those great medical professionals and what they're doing for the cause. And if you're looking for pain relief that is not a narcotic, look into products such as Avira, Jovi, and TAP. I've been wanting to try out those products myself, and hopefully I'll be able to do so soon. But maybe someone who's listening wants to help and hook a girl up. So if you got some connections, hit me up in the DMs. Okay, loves, that is it for part one of this episode. 
Thank you for sticking by me and being a listener. I do not take y'all for granted. And I look forward to hearing you guys and letting me know what's up with y'all. Happy Sunday. Until next time. Bye. Thank you.